I get to Vach Rabbi Yisai. I just want to read before we continue. Just one of the emails. Some of the emails, Pasha can't read Barabbim. But one of them I can just to give a chizik to the Olam. Just to see that people, Baruch Hashem, are getting a chizik. And it's possible for every person to get a chizik also. This email basically reads... As follows, I've spoken to you in the past, I'm 20 years old. I have no words to thank you for the Shovim series because I was very successful after I spoke to you. But we are all human. He has that in capitals. We are all human and I fell terribly on pornography and gave up the fight, which I've been fighting for years. But you gave me the opportunity to restart and I'm doing very well. Keep going. Thank you for saving the world. That's amazing. That's a visit, Rabbi Isai. What can I tell you? That is a visit. That means every single one of us can get a tremendous chizik as well. Like I said, some of the emails can't be read by Rabbim, but that one I felt was a chizik for the Olam, which is Gavaldic, and every single one of us can. So I want to speak today, try to get to some practical strategies, maybe, we'll see what we get to. But we'll start with one idea. We know the Torah tells us, in Parashas Noyach, that Noyach was a tzaddik, right? And the, the, the Mepharshim, a busy Rashi, goes backwards and forwards. What does that mean? He was a tzaddik. What would have been Zog the Mephoshim Rashi brings it. What would have been if Noyach was in the door, the generation of Avram Avinu? So according to many, it would have been Noyach It wouldn't have been anything. Now, I can understand if you want to say, I can understand if you want to say that Noyach wouldn't have been, you know, the greatest of the greatest. But to say that he would have been in nothing, what, what does that mean? What does it mean? Noyach if he would have been in Avram Avinu's generation, what's Pshat? So there's a murder of Shem Yishmael, Rabbi said. We have to know the Shem Yishmael every time we walk out on the streets and every time we're on technology. We have to know the Shem Yishmael. The Shem Yishmael says the most amazing thing. He says like this. He says there are two ways of becoming a tzaddik. Two ways. Two ma'alchim. How a person can become a tzaddik. Way number one. Option number one is to work years and years on Avodah Samidas, on Torah, on Asmodah, on all the things that a yid has to work on throughout his lifetime, and eventually after years and years and years, you become a tzaddik. That's amazing. There is one other way. And that, what he says is, is that when you're faced with an Nisoyen, with your face to look at something that you know you should not be looking at, or should not be pressing those buttons, or whatever, and you decide at that moment to turn away, no, I'm not going to look. Zuk Deshem Yishmil, instant tzaddik. You get an instant tzaddik. That's what it is. It's an unbelievable thing. Zuk Deshem Yishmil, that's why when Noyach was in the generation that he was, full of the impurity and the tumor and everything that was going on at the time of Noyach's generation, and he still was who he was, that's what turned him into a tzaddik. He was a tzaddik because of the impurities. Whereas if he would have been in the generation of Avraham where there wasn't as many impurities and opportunities to look, then he wouldn't have been a tzaddik. It's not worth anything. Which means, Rabbi Isai, for every single one of us, when we have an opportunity to look at something, to press the button, and we say, no, I'm not doing it. Or something that maybe we should talk about as well. I'll do it, but not yet. And by the way, that's a very, very powerful tool. It's a very, very powerful tool when you work with so many different types of people. Is yes, but not yet. You tell Yitzhar a no, it's not going to work sometimes. Sometimes it will, but often it won't. If you tell him, yeah, yeah, no problem, but just not yet. Like, uh, in five minutes. Right, the Gemara talks about it by dressing in black and dressing up when a person wants to do an Avera toastless over there. But I'll upon him. The idea is sometimes when you delay the Avera or the want 
to do something that can be a very powerful tool, a very practical tool, how to try and push off the eight circles by the next 10 minutes, but then hopefully everything will be much easier. You'll calm down, you'll get busy, something will interrupt you, whatever it is in the eight circles, by then it's like, ah, lost the power. It's a very powerful thing. Noyach was a tzaddik because he had the opportunity. He took the Zoyach Kodesh. At the time, right before Mashiach, the Rabbani Shalom is going to send the Sultan to try and test every single one of us to see, are you a tzaddik or not? We have an opportunity every single time we walk on the street, every time we're on technology, every time we're faced with a challenge, we have an opportunity to rise ourselves up to the level of an instant tzaddik. So it's an unbelievable thing, and we're living in a generation for sure that is definitely equal, or probably maybe even worse, to anything Noyach would have ever has seen anyway. And therefore, we have an opportunity many, many times to become an instant tzaddik. So what do people say? You know what? There's no point in the whole thing anyway, because I'm going to fall. I'm going to do the Aveira. I'm going to look anyway. And therefore, there's no point in me trying, because I'm going to do it anyway. We all know we're human beings. Come on, what do you want from me? It's very nice. Great schmooze. Beautiful. Great. But the mice is not the gay to me, because I fall the whole time, and it's not the gayer, so I don't need to hear it. It's not the gay even to try. I shouldn't even stop. And the answer to that is, Samba Eskar, Rabchatzka once said to his Talmudim, and I'm not seeing Kippa, but we'll use it over here. And he said like this, imagine if you have a child, a young child. He uses Moshal very often with people that call or email with different childies and this in Yonim. This is such an Egevaldiga Moshal. Remember this one. That you have a young child and this young child gets a beautiful big Lego set. Very excited to get this Lego set. He used thousands of pieces. And he says, I'm going to build the greatest tower, huge tower. And he spends days and days, every day after school, he runs into his room, he starts building the tower, and he does it color-coded, each floor is a different color, it's beautiful, it took him days and hours and hours and hours. And finally, he's finished, he's completed his beautiful tower. So he climbs up slowly, gets a couple of chairs, climbs up, stands at the top of his tower that he made, he is so excited, you can't imagine. The look on his face, the smile, it's just, it's worth a million dollars. A few minutes later, he's jumping up and down, and he falls. And when he's on the floor, he starts to cry, Tati, Tati, quickly come. His father comes in, thinking maybe something happened to him. He says, what happened? He said, Tati, Tati, my tower fell. And he said, no, 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 my dear son, your tower didn't fall. Your tower is still there. You just fell. And if it's there, it means you can get back up on that tower. Rabbi said, every time we work on it, yes, we may fall. And yes, it may be difficult, and there are times that it's too difficult. And we will fall. And that's the metzius of a human being, that's the Yitzhah that we have. And that's the world that we're living in, and we have to recognize that. But, every time we try, and every time we push off the Yitzhah, push off the desire, push off the want, then we're building the tower bigger and bigger. And yes, sometimes we may fall down from that tower. But once we built the tower, we can easily get back on and climb back up to the top. But we have to try, and we have to keep trying in that way. It's such an important thing. I asked a soldier recently, who's involved in the, in the war. I said, let me ask you just a random question. I need this for shit. Just, just tell me if you can answer this. Man. I said, imagine if Rahman Litzlan, in the middle of a mission, and one of your team members falls down. He's been shot. He's been shot. Rahman Litzlan, he was shot, and he's down on the floor. Now, obviously, you have to help him. You have to bring him into safety, whatever it is. Whatever you have to do in a practical way, then I'm not getting involved in what the protocol is, how you deal with it. That's what you to deal with. But my question is like this. Should you sit there on the floor and start to cry? Is that, is that, what, is that the appropriate response? He said, what are you, crazy? It's the greatest sakana. 
We're in the middle of a war. What are you doing? And the you have to bring him in. You have to treat, see if you can help him. You can treat him. You can save him. Whatever you have to do, you do. But to sit there and cry, it's a terrible thing. You're in the middle of a war. But wait, so we're in the middle of a war. What are we going to do? We fell down. Okay, Yitzhak got us today. Beseda, what are we going to do? We're going to cry. We're going to get depressed. We're going to get upset. We're going to get all down. Look at this. This is how it happens. It's a magic Gemara, by saying. The Gemara Baba Kama declares the following Shaila. The Gemara says like this. What happens if you have two guys carrying a glass, beautiful, clear utensil made of glass? Very fragile. First guy's walking down the street. He falls down. He's on the floor. The second guy behind him, who's also holding a glass clean, is walking behind, doesn't notice the first guy is on the floor, trips on the guy number one, smashes the glass clear that he's holding in his hand. Frank the Gemara the Kasha, who has to pay for the glass clear? Guy number one, who's on the floor, or guy number two that was walking behind the guy that fell, should have looked, didn't see, and fell. Who has to pay for the glass clear? Big shine in the Gemara, right? According to many, the one who has to pay is the one on the floor who fell. You know why? Because, says the Gemara, he should have got up and he did not. Said the Balei Musa from this Gemara, what do you see to beautiful your sight? You see Enachanami falling, no one's going to be in trouble so much so. Enachanami, Avada Tshuva, we have to do Tshuva, we have to try whatever we can. But sometimes for the falling, we're not going to get in trouble for. It's the not getting up afterwards. It's the greatest Eitzah of the Eitzah the greatest thing the Yetzirah can do is not to get you to fall. Anybody can get you to fall. We're human beings. We fall. It's that once you've fallen, once you've broken your streak, then all of a sudden, it's not so exciting to continue. I had a streak. I was going for 40 days. I was going for 100 days. I was going for four days. I was going for four hours. Whatever it is. We have streaks and it gives us the courage to continue. The greatest Yetzirah of the Yetzirah is to say, you broke your streak. You may as well do it again. It makes no difference already. You're on the floor anyway. Once you're on the floor, there's no point getting up anymore. And you're chayev, not for falling. You're chayev because you did not get up. And you should have got up in that case. And we think sometimes the steps that we take in these inyonim are so small. They're so insignificant. It doesn't mean anything. Anyone that's familiar with how he produced diamonds knows that when you have a diamond of a certain carrot and you add just a fraction of a carrot, just a small amount... You didn't just change the value in a fraction in a small amount. You changed it in a huge way. And therefore the same is with us. When we try and take little baby steps towards where we're meant to get, it's not just we've made ourselves just a little bit better. We've literally changed ourselves completely. The greatest Yetzirah is the Yetzirah of depression. You did it anyway. And now you're going to dub in Shemana Esra. <laughs> you think HaKadosh Baruch wants to listen to Shemana Esra right now? After what you just looked at? After what you did in the bathroom? What, are you crazy? You think HaShem wants to listen? The answer is yes. Because He created you. And He created you with your Yetzirah. And He knows your tithers. And He knows your passions. And He knows your environment. And He knows your upbringing. And still, He said, I want to hear your, I want to hear your Shemana Esra. We have to try and pick ourselves up Whenever we fall, we have to try to push off the Yetzirah. When we get that desire, push it off just a little bit. It helps tremendously. Try whatever you can to keep yourself for as long as you can. The images eventually go away. Things get cleaner. Things get better. Do tshuva, talk to Hashem. Ask the Rabbi Shalom for assistance. What greater can you do to ask Hashem, I'm trying. Help me. Don't put me in these situations. Or if you do, at least give me the koyach to fight. And if we fall, we're human beings. That's okay. We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep fighting. We're not 
giving up this fight. This is the last fight of the eight Sahara before Mashiach. This is the fight. Choose. Do you want to be at Sadiq instantly? Or do you want to have to work years and years on that also? Don't give up this fight. And the last eight I can give you is celebrate every success. And people, I cannot tell you this enough times. Celebrate every single success you have in this Indian. That means if you managed to push off the desire for one hour, that's a celebration. That is a success. You accomplished something. What do you mean by I did that very afterwards? I don't care if you did that very afterwards. You accomplished something by pushing off. And if you celebrate the success of five minutes, of ten minutes, half an hour, an hour, that success will lead to another success. And that success will become three hours, which will become half a day, which will become a day, which will become a week, which will become a month. Celebrate the small little steps that we make. Push it off as much as you can. But if you fall, know that you're a human being. You've got to get me back up. That's what it is. The Toldus Yaakov Yosef brings down the parasha Shoftiv of Modi Kazakh. He brings what he calls as a children's joke. That he says that somebody fell into a pit. And they're screaming to get out. They're desperate to get out. They couldn't climb out of the pit. And a person passed by. And he said, I don't understand. Why don't you just go home and get a ladder? This way we'll be able to climb out of the pit. So the Toldus Yaakov Yosef brings this in Parashat Shoftim as a joke. Tamida Abal Shem Tov HaKadosh bring down. Pshat is that every person has to be prepared before you fall. Bring the ladder if you know you're going to fall. And therefore, if you know you're going to fall, prepare yourself for that fall. Know what you're going to do after the fall. And the Ezra Shem Tov will give us Sach Siyata Dishmaya in this Indian to Makadosh ourselves and make a Kiddush Hashem in the world. Shkoyach.